0: Alrighty, then you are listening to Lavender Hill here on KZM Lincoln, KZM HD, 89.3 on the FM or online at KZM.org. Perhaps you're using that handy dandy smarter than a calculator device that you take with you everywhere, put it down if you're driving, and listening on. Uh, your favorite mobile listening app like TuneIn or Next Radio. Or you could be listening up to two weeks after original broadcast thanks to the KZUM archives made possible by our listeners. You can find the archives on our website, kzum.org archives. And while you're there, if you haven't already and you feel like giving us a little bit of a nudge, you can donate anytime, any day, no matter where you live. All righty. Well, big thank you to all those who donated during our 45th birthday fund drive. Uh, you know, We do it all for you, but we wouldn't be able to do it without you as well. Okay, so going over to a site that I rarely refer to because it's mostly editorial but i think it's still worthwhile uh seeing red that's seeingrednebraska.com nebraska Nebraska politics from the left is the subheading on that website and this is an article from their editorial board from march 7th 2023 how lb574 is already affecting trans kids and their families Uh, Okay, so I'm going to not read the whole thing, but I'm going to hit some of the highlights here for you. Eh, It might be the whole thing. Who knows? But uh, instead of doing one single thing to help their constituents and kids, Republicans across the nation are laser focused on eradicating trans folks. It is no different here in Nebraska, where anti-trans legislation introduced by Ricketts appointee, Kathleen Kouth, and backed by every hate group in the state is causing many families to live in distress and fear. This bill, LB 574, seeks to ban gender affirming care, including life-saving counseling for children. At the hearing for LB 574, every single proponent was able to speak their hate and conspiracy theories but when it came time for trans folks and their families to speak and plead for their literal lives senator ben hansen shut down comments and sent everyone home leaving many people who had been waiting for seven plus hours to speak devastated and ignored by the people who are supposed to represent them So yeah, there's uh, some testimony from one of the people who was denied their right to speak that I'm going to refer to here. Uh, And they are putting out a call, Scene Red is. Uh, If you were denied your right to speak at this hearing or just want to share your story and would like Scene Red to share your testimony, please send it to sceneredne at protonmail.com. That's sceneredne at protonmail.com. Uh, they can share your story anonymously if you would prefer. And at this time, they are prioritizing submissions from trans folks in their family, chosen family or otherwise. Uh, one of the uh, people who wanted to testify was Dana Mask. Uh, this is their testimony that was denied the opportunity to be heard. going to read that to you. My name is Dana Mask and I am from District 29 in Lincoln, Nebraska. I was born and raised in Lincoln as were all of my three children, now ages 20, 20, and 15. My husband is from Western Nebraska, but has been in Lincoln since the late 90s for college. We bought our first home in 2006 and have lived there since. Our yard is a certified pollinator and wildlife habitat, as well as a monarch butterfly way station. We are both UNL graduates. I recently started a new small business. We give regularly to community organizations and have paid taxes and will be paying them and our tuition in the form of student loans for the rest of our lives here. Our children now work and pay taxes here. We are an asset to this community and to the state of Nebraska and we continue to be unless legislative bill 574 is passed. She uh, went on to say, Growing up here, I couldn't wait to get out of the Midwest, as I was sure there were better and more exciting things on the coast. But as I got older and had a family, things changed. I began to appreciate the safety, simplicity, familiarity, and slower pace of Lincoln and Midwestern life. I also am fully aware that my experience here would be very different if I, or members of my family, weren't white and straight-passing. Our youngest kid came out to us as trans about a year and a half ago. The two or so years leading up to his coming out were extremely difficult for him as he wrestled with gender dysphoria and trying to understand why he felt so out of place in his changing body. When he finally came out to me, I was so relieved that he had not only figured out the source of his despair, but also that it was a treatable condition. I was comforted knowing that even though he would likely face hate and bigotry in our ever-regressing society, I knew we had access to the best gender-affirming care in the state, relatively close to us up at UNMC. And after we found an amazing psychologist and counseling team at Kindred Psychology here in Lincoln, things started to get better. His grades improved, and his once completely depleted confidence levels were through the roof. About six months later, he started hormone therapy, and a few months after that, we had our kid back. I don't know if any of you have ever lost connection with your child due to depression, grief, or PTSD, but seeing them smile and be happy again after years of confusion, self-harm, and heartbreak, it's priceless. There's nothing I won't do to keep that smile on my kid's face, even if Legislative Bill 574 is passed. That will mean moving out of our beloved community and home state of Nebraska, because not only will it prohibit our son from receiving the life-saving, gender-affirming care that he is thankfully able to receive now, Half of our family is also neurodivergent, including myself, and I cannot explain the fear it causes me just at the thought of moving out of my home of 17 years. LB574 won't just negatively impact our family either. Thousands of people will be affected and missing their families and employees that have had to move to seek life-saving care for their children in other states. And the tax money goes with them or the more likely scenario, these kids won't get the treatment and support that they need and we will lose them permanently. Do not for one second misunderstand that this bill will result in trans youth suicides. How is that letting them grow? The senators introducing this bill are not trained psychologists, counselors, nor medical doctors. No transgender people, their families, loved ones, nor their gender affirming care providers were consulted in the formation of this bill. How do Senators Kauth, Aguilar, Albrecht, Bosselman, Brewer, Clements, Decay, Duran, Dover, Erdman, Hollerin, Hardin, Holdcroft, Hughes, Ibach, Jacobson, Lenehan, Lippenscott, Lowe, McDonnell, Merman, Saunders and Von Gillern think they know better than an educated and experienced interdisciplinary team of doctors, psychologists and counselors specifically trained in their respective positions. Newsflash, they don't. This bill, LB 574, and all other hateful transphobic bills shamefully coming up in the Nebraska legislature in the near future are nothing more than another disgusting attempt at virtue signaling by Republicans, small r, to pander to their hateful, Christo-fascist conservative voter base. It's happening all across the country, and let's be real, anti-trans legislation is just the distraction du jour. These senators don't care about trans kids. They care about votes and reelection. One of our other kids is a type one diabetic. These legislatures wouldn't dream of outlawing her access to insulin because she would die. And that's immoral, right. To deny a person medical care, they need to survive. That is exactly what LB 574 will do. Deny my son and other children like him, the care he needs, not just to grow, but to survive. This is why I am pleading with you. Please do not advance this bill out of the committee and oppose LB 574. Thank you for your time, Dana Mask. Uh, Unfortunately, the bill did get progressed out of the committee. It did advance, but luckily we do have an ally in the uh, state legislature. Michaela Kavanaugh is still filibustering the legislature. Uh, She has sworn to do that until the Republicans back down on LB 574 and 575 and 626, the heartbeat law, so-called heartbeat law, a ban on abortion. All righty, with all that said, thank you, Scene Red. Thank you, Dana Mask, for making that public. We're going to listen to a little bit of music here and then we'll move on into some other news for you just got to make sure that I have everything queued up right. And we are going to hear from Katie Lang. Alrighty, all you social media hounds out there. I know you've seen these memes, these pictures, these graphics floating around this year about being entertained by drag almost your entire life, if not your entire life. But now there's a problem with it. Uh, One of those memes uh, has uh, pictures of several famous actors who appeared in drag at least once, if not more often, and reads, You've been entertained by drag your whole life. Don't pretend it's a problem now. Referring to an article from lgbtqnation.com by Greg Owen writing for them Friday, March tenth, 2023, the headline reads, here are 17 crossdressers even far-right Republicans love. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've all grown up, you know, watching TV, movies, and all that, where somebody is in drag for one reason or another. Heck, if you've ever seen an accurate portrayal of certain Shakespeare plays, then you've seen an actor on stage in drag. Because remember, when Shakespeare was writing, there were no actresses. And there's at least one play out there of his that even today, one of the female roles is always played by a male. Okay, so new legislation just signed into law in Tennessee. And proposals introduced in several other red states by MAGA legislators outlaw public drag performances. What does that mean? For one, it means no more Mrs. Doubtfire at movie nights in the park. hmm It means no more outdoor USO shows featuring cute, young, primarily straight soldiers in high heels and wigs for another. And it's the end of Benny Hill tribute bands. Legislatures say they know that, quote, bad drag, or excuse me, know what? quote, bad drag looks like, the kind that promotes sexual deviancy and, quote, grooming. And that's what they're going after, not the lighthearted variety. Mm Mm-hmm. Then again, have you seen Rudy Giuliani on a dress? He appeared that way once alongside Donald Trump, long before Donald Trump was even considering running for office. The problem is these laws are so broadly and poorly written that practically anyone not conforming to some kind of American Taliban dress code could be subject to punishment. The lawsuits and trials will be entertaining as arrest me and call a cop become popular refrains for anyone stepping out in the wrong shoes. A recent email to the LGBTQ Nation editor asked, quote, if women wear pants, does that make them felons because they're in drag? Reader Ann Kim added, I saw Adam Lambert on America's Got Talent. He was wearing a suit, but he had on a lot of eye makeup with glitter. Would that constitute drag and make him a felon? And however talented or not you think Adam Lambert is, yes, he could probably be arrested and carted off to jail if AGT was shooting a country-themed episode in a public park in Nashville someday. But Howie Mandel hates to fly, so that's unlikely. Love that there's humor injected into this. But let's go over some of those 17 memorable cross dressers Bugs Bunny from as far back as 1939. Yeah. How many times did Bugs Bunny appear in a dress? Uh, Melton Burl on the Texaco Star Theater from 1948 to 1956. Uncle Melty. Quite, quite often appearing in drag on that show. Uh, Burl lasted long enough in show business to get paired with RuPaul at the 1993 VMAs, where the drag race queen got shady and improvised that lately the comedy legend had been wearing diapers instead of dresses, to which Burl snapped back, Oh, we're going to ad-lib. I'll check my brain and we'll start even. Gotta have some humor, right? Benny Hill, 1955 to 1989. One of the UK's most famous comedians who was on the air for over 30 years was often in drag. Jack Lemon and Tony Curtis in the movie Some Like It Hot from 1959. What about Monty Python's Flying Circus, 1969 to 74? How many? I think every single one of that troupe appeared in drag at least once, sometimes altogether. Flip Wilson as Geraldine on the Flip Wilson show from 1970 to 74. Huh? Jackie Gleason and Bob Hope. Can't get much more uh, all-American than Bob Hope, right? On the 1974, the Bob Hope special. Jamie Farr, Corporal Clinger from MASH, 1972 to 1983. The lovable yet quirky, kind of strange, seeking a Section 8 cross-dresser there on the show. Uh, Tom Hanks in the movie Bosom Buddies. Hmm. Uh, Julie Andrews and Robert Preston in Victor Victoria. One of my favorite films. A woman dressed as a man dressed as a woman. Or is that a woman pretending to be a man pretending to be a woman? That's what it was. That's the line from the movie. Dustin Hoffman in Tootsie, another film from 1982. What about Dana Carvey as the church lady on Saturday Night Live for four years? Hmm, isn't that special? I know I got the accent wrong. Or uh, the popular Canadian comedy troupe uh, Kids in the Hall. Martin Lawrence as uh, Shanaynay in Martin from 1992 to 1997. Or Robin Williams, of course, as Mrs. Doubtfire. Eddie Murphy as Mama Clump and Granny Clump in The Nutty Professor from 1996. And, of course, Nathan Lane and Gene Hackman in The Birdcage from 1996. Now, granted, Nathan Lane wasn't out yet, but still... That was an iconic performance there there's so much that so many conservatives out there had found entertaining that now if some of these anti-trans laws anti-drag laws pardon me both actually get passed and implemented that you know there's going to be all kinds of trouble coming out of that because well it's entertainment right And that's what it is, is entertainment. Wholesome entertainment most of the time. Sometimes not quite so, but those times that it's not wholesome entertainment, it is in already age-restricted areas. So it's not grooming children. It's not uh, sexualizing the youth. No, not by any stretch. There are so many other things out there that do sexualize the youth that Republicans and conservatives don't seem to have a problem with. All righty. Well, I'm going to get ready to step off of that soapbox at least for a few minutes here as we get ready to have our uh, bottom of the hour break. But, you know, think about what these laws could have impact on. Think about your family. Think about your friends. And then think about reaching out to your representatives, either on the local, state, or national level, and let them know what you think. All righty, well, I need to get going with that uh, bottom-of-the-hour break. The phone's ringing here, so I should find out what's going on. <laughs> All righty, well, apparently the microphone was hot while I was on the phone. I forgot to hit a button. Luckily, I didn't reveal any Personal information for anybody. I do apologize. I didn't notice that, but uh, yeah, it it is so awesome to get phone calls, and sometimes I forget to hit my buttons. But anywho, thank you very much. That was a call from a listener in Michigan. So awesome. Okay. Uh, So let's see here. What do we got going on here now that I've, you know, kind of made a little bit of a fool of myself? All righty. So. Uh, Let's see here. Where can we go next? Where can we go next? How about we hop across the pond for a moment here and talk briefly about uh, Susie Eddie Izzard. Yep. Uh, Eddie Izzard has decided that Susie should be her public name. And uh, there's a little bit of information that you can find on the Pink News Dot com. That's the new uh, URL for Pink News. So check that out, thepinknews.com. Well, I'll be sharing links now and again from that. And there's all kinds of other interesting news that you can find over there, including an article about Pope Francis, uh, yes, who uh, blasts gender ideology as dangerous. According to an article from yesterday, Saturday, March 11th, by Sophie Perry for The the Pink News, the head of the Catholic Church, Pope Francis, has hit out at gender ideology by calling it one of the most dangerous colonizations. In an interview with Argentine daily newspaper La Nation, uh, published on Friday, the 10th of March, the Pope blasted contemporary discussions around the topic of gender. Why is it dangerous, the pontiff told Vatican correspondent uh, Elisabetta Piqua? Because it blurs differences in the value of men and women. Pope Francis went on to say that so-called gender ideology goes beyond the sexual and the question of gender is diluting the differences and making the world the same, all dull, all alike. That is contrary to the human vocation, he added. Further to this, he said, gender ideology eliminates differences and that erases humanity, the richness of humanity, both personal, cultural, and social, the diversities and the tensions between differences. Not entirely sure where he's going with all this, are you? Uh, During the interview, uh, Piqua, I hope I'm saying her name right, told Pope Francis that she had recently filled in a form where you can tick either male, female, or non-binary, to which the Pope said that reminded him of Monsignor Robert Hugh Benson's 1907 dystopian novel, The Lord of the World. It raises a future in which the differences are disappearing and everything is the same, everything is uniform, a single boss of the whole world. Being LGBTQ plus is still a sin, according to the Pope. Uh, the Pope has spoken about LGBTQ plus issues numerous times during his papacy, He has said on multiple occasions that being gay is not a crime, nor should people be punished for it, while parents should accept their gay children. However, the Argentinian pope has also doubled down on homosexuality being a sin in the eyes of God and being something the Catholic Church cannot support or bless. So, yeah. Which direction are you going to go there, pope? Anywho, I'm going to address the conversation that he was having there about gender ideology, blurring the differences. I really don't think that's what gender ideology is going for. We're not trying to make it so everybody's the same. You know, if everybody were different the same, it would be such a boring world. And if everybody were just the same... It would be extremely boring in this world. And that's not what anybody wants. We want our differences, no matter what they are, to be recognized, to be celebrated when appropriate. So, trans individuals, two-spirit individuals, you should be celebrated for who you are. Non-binary individuals, you should be celebrated. Lesbians, gay men, bisexuals of any gender-flavor should be celebrated. Whatever your skin tone is, you should be celebrated. Whatever your religious or spiritual leaning is, you should be celebrated. We want to celebrate those differences. Gender ideology, at least how the Pope's looking at it, is not what we're talking about here. We're talking about recognizing those differences and embracing them, celebrating them, and understanding them. Alrighty, as I continue to get up on soapboxes this week, uh, let's see what other trouble I can get myself into here. <laughs> uh well, that could be something interesting there for us. What do we got? What do we got? Um you know what? I'm going to address that after the music. So I'm going to go ahead and play another piece of music for you here and uh, get things going. We had Christine Lavin there that I was kind of talking over, and I do apologize. didn't realize the microphone was hot. Luckily, a listener was trying to get my attention, but I was on the wrong screen uh, while she was sending me messages. Let's hear from Judy Small. All righty, that was Judy Small from her Let the Rainbow Shine with an Ordinary Love. You've been listening to Lavender Hill. We've got a, mm, 25 minutes, give or take, not 25, 15. Wow. Okay, they need to stop messing with the clocks and all that. Not the Not the clocks here in the studio. Just, you know, leave daylight savings time alone. Just get rid of it. You uh, know, it doesn't matter anymore. Anywho, <laughs> you know, it may to some people, I know, but it always seems to mess with me a little bit. Luckily, it's uh, on, you know, early on Sunday morning, at least that's how we do it uh, here, so that uh, it's a little bit easier to recuperate by the first work day of the week if you work a Monday through Friday type job, which not all of us do. Anywho, that was Judy Small with No Ordinary Love. Uh most everything that I've been playing today has been in honor of a former programmer who passed away. Uh, if you were listening to the the mess this morning, then you got to hear two hours worth of stuff in honor of Cindy clarity, but you know, in a roundabout way, she's also responsible for Lavender Hill. She's responsible for me being on the air is what it is. Even though she wasn't in Lincoln when I sat down for the first time in front of a microphone for uh, the mess many moons ago, uh, You know, the mess wouldn't have been there if it weren't for Cindy. So I've been playing some music that makes me think about her on this show as well. So that being all said and done we do have actually some good news here. Kind of, sort of maybe, you know, this might get somebody's uh, knickers in a twist or they might go uh, pearl clutching. I don't know but According to an article, again by Greg Owen, from Saturday, March eleventh, 2023, over on lgbtqnation.com, science proves LGBTQ plus parents raise better adjusted kids. That's what I mean by you might put, you clutch your pearls or your knickers might get in a twist there. Uh, new research reveals children of same-sex couples fare as well as or better than their peers raised by heterosexual couples. The report titled Family Outcome Disparities Between Sexual Minority and Heterosexual Families was published in the BMJ Global Health Journal. The research included 34 studies across countries where same-sex relationships are legal. To quote from that study, or the author of the, uh, article, the, uh, the paper there for the uh, BMJ, Most of the family outcomes are similar between sexual minority and heterosexual families, and sexual minority families have even better outcomes in some domains. The research is a collaboration between the Duke University School of Nursing in North Carolina and the School of Nursing in uh, Gangxi Medical University in China. Positive disparities for children of same-sex couples included better psychological adjustment, especially for children around preschool ages and better relationships with their parents than children raised by traditional heterosexual couples. The study found little difference between same-sex and heterosexual couples when it comes to children's educational outcomes and physical health, as well as parental mental health, anxiety, depression, and distress, and couples' relationship satisfaction. The research identified 17 studies regarding children's psychological adjustment and found that, quote, a majority reported children of sexual minority parents were as likely as children of heterosexual parents to grow up healthy and well-adjusted, end quote. For preschool aged children, sexual minority parents reported significantly fewer psychological problems than heterosexual parents. For kids ages 6 and up, no differences were found between children with sexual minority parents and children with heterosexual parents. Researchers found a decreasing difference in children's psychological adjustment over time between the two groups. The authors add in their paper, sexual minorities historically have faced more rigorous scrutiny than heterosexuals regarding their rights to become parents. In fact, growing up with sexual minority parents may confer some advantages to children. They have been described as more tolerant of diversity and more nurturing towards younger children than children of heterosexual parents. And on the topic of parent-child relationships, the authors examined six studies and found statistically significant effects quote indicating that sexual minority parent groups showed higher levels of parent-child relationship quality such as higher levels of warmth greater amounts of interaction and more supportive behavior when compared with the heterosexual parent groups i'll let you read the whole thing and i do encourage you to follow the link to that article over in bmj uh, so you can decide for yourself and all that, but like I said, you know, some good news. Got to have that in there, kind of, and it you know might make some people gasp, clutch their pearls or whatever. Oh, I don't have Twilight in the hallway clutching her pearls <laughs> as a joke, of course. Love you, Twilight. Uh, but uh, you know, I wanted to share that and encourage you to check out and learn more about that yourself. And speaking of learning more about things for yourself, those of you in the lincoln listening area reach out to the local organizations those of you in the nebraska area reach out to your local organizations those of you in the national listeners reach out to your local organizations as well as your your state your national organizations to get involved if you so desire to get involved in what's going on in the world today, be it on a political uh, level or be it just on a community level. There are so many wonderful opportunities out there for people to help the community be heard, to help their own voices to be heard. You know, uh, way early in the show, I read from uh, Seeing Red Nebraska, uh, their blog site there. And, you know, they are encouraging people who want to share their stories and how their lives may be impacted by LB 574 here in Nebraska. To reach out to them. I want to hear from you too. It doesn't matter if you're wanting to talk about LB 574 or 575 or six or any of the other bills that are before the unicameral. If you have something that you want to talk about, you want to share about, you want to be heard, and it has to do with the broad scope of what lavender hill does each and every week here on KZU. Reach out to me on the Facebook page or you can email me at lavenderhill at gmail.com Now that goes uh, gets redirected to my personal email so I do see it almost right away. And if it's something that I think we can do on the show, I'll reach out to you. You know, I'll I'll I'll, I'll touch base back with you and find out. So, Make your voice heard. <laughs> uh, make people clutch their pearls if you need to. And get involved in your community. All righty. Well, getting ready to hand things over to Deb Anderson with the Women's Show. She's going to be joined by Twyla again today, who's going to be talking with Summer Dean uh, starting at noon on the Sweethearts and Badasses of Americana and Beyond segment. Uh, Here on the women's show And then later on uh, Jackrabbit Slim is going to be Sitting in with Deb For uh, some of the best Music by for And about women So let's see here I've got a little bit more time to fill here Make sure you check out our Facebook page For Lavender Hill And hey if you're not already following Follow If you're not already following KZUM social media Follow that too because there's some great community resources that KZUM shares on their page as well as announcements about the shows that are coming up. You know, all kinds of wonderful, wonderful things can be found uh, through social media for KZUM. And of course, you know while you're browsing around on the interwebs, go to KZUM.org. It's not too late to donate. It's never too late to donate. So keep supporting community radio. Keep on listening here. To shows like lavender hill the women's show and all the other wonderful programming on sundays uh and you know, let me know what you think all right let's go ahead and get some music going for you here it might be uh, just a smidgen early for things but hey there's nothing too wrong with that every once in a while i actually run out of things to talk about no. okay there was plenty to talk about but if i talked about any of the other things i would have been like deb i need your first half hour and that wouldn't fly no, that wouldn't fly because then Twilight wouldn't be able to talk with Summer Dean. All righty, so let's get going here. We're going to have Jamie Anderson with her song No Closet.